Well, hope your Thanksgiving week is off to a great start. Welcome to the Coach McFay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. I'm JB Long with DeMarco Farron, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, coming off a season sweep of the Seattle Seahawks, Sean McFay. Sean, welcome back. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, really happy for the guys. I mean, I thought... Uh Thought the defense was outstanding. Um, kept us in the fight as a team the whole game. Thought the offense then did a good job of being able to play their best when it was, you know, when it was required. You know, we talk about being at your best when your best is required, and they were able to do that in the most important moments. Um, there was some hidden yardage where I thought Tutu did a great job of drawing some PIs that don't necessarily show up, don't come away with points on one of the drives where you get all the way down to the two. Um, but they just stayed in it. And I thought special teams made their positive contributions. I thought Benny Sko was especially a standout. And so um, big time job by the guys. Really happy for them. A lot of good emotion, a lot of energy and effort, a lot of grit that I thought was displayed by our players. And um, now how we move forward is the most important thing, but it makes the Thanksgiving week a little bit more enjoyable. It's a little bit more enjoyable opener. Always. Yeah. W's I mean, are always a, good before Thanksgiving, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. that's got to feel good for the football team, right? It does. W. You know, yeah. you see the work that these guys have put in, DeMarco, and, and I'm just really happy for them. And I thought the coaches did a great job. I thought the players came off um, the bye with the right kind of energy. And and the encouraging thing is, is that especially when you look at a couple of the different phases offensively, there can be some great opportunities opportunities to be able to improve on. But what I want guys to make sure that they don't forget is, hey, they play their best in those most important moments. We'll learn from it. And now it's about eyes forward towards the Cardinals and seeing uh, you know, how we can uh, play them well uh, this Sunday. You look at two of your wins against Seattle this year in the second half of both dominant on the defensive side of the football. Combined now, combined. Three points, five first downs, 97 net yards. What can you say about what the defense did yesterday, but really in two games against the Seahawks this year? I think they got off the field on third downs, um, you know, and they just did a great job of rising up. Um, you, you look at it, I, I think in the first game, it was such a complete team effort uh, where offensively, you know, as soon as the defense got off the field offensively, they were able to sustain possession and hold the ball and be able to score points. And then even in a lot of instances yesterday, um, especially in the fourth quarter, but really after we had that one turnover, I thought there was a great ability to be able to sustain possession of the football, um, ultimately score some points to be able to give, you know, you know, our team the lead to go up 17 to 16. But um, the defense, and they were just so good on third down, but you're not going to be really great on third down unless you're pretty, pretty mm -hmm. good on first and second down to put them in unfavorable spots. But making plays, I just think staying connected, playing 11 as one, that was on display all day. No doubt. Uh, Bobby Brown, that was his first half sack, correct? I think so. Back into first it, yeah. time getting Coming into that IR. was awesome. Yeah, big fella. Yeah. Never like your first, big time. Uh, DK's pick. I what was your was first sack that you got? Bobby Bear. Can you believe it? Is that right? Bobby Bear. right here. How many here. did you rush? How many did I rush? Were, were you guys rushing four? We were rushing you, four. You, yeah. So, so were you on the slide? I won, tapped him. He went down, and they didn't call it a sack until after. Like, they had to, like, talk about it. And then they gave me a sack, and I, like, jumped to the moon. So, wait, you won so quick that he just went down, and then you had to He tried him. to fake it and throw it, you know, tried to take the sack from me. I knew his knee hit. They okay. said, that's a sack. And then they finally gave me one, and I went nuts. There you go. Mommy, look, I did it. It was great. I love but uh, it. DK's pick, I thought, was huge. For the game, yep. definitely. But for him, going big. back to Green Bay on the bench, 
and then you finally get an op, and you make one of the biggest plays in the game. I thought that was huge. Yeah, and I thought his response was such a cool reflection of this group. Um, Aubrey Pleasant does such a great job with those guys on the back end in general, but you know, just the their relationship, their rapport, and then watching the way that he responded, like you mentioned, and thought he you know he made a lot of different plays, not exclusive to just that interception. Um, pass breakups, coming up as a support player in the run game. Um, I was really pleased with the way that he played. Happy for him. Uh, the only thing we got to do is make sure we don't get the penalty as uh. a team afterwards. Some guys were running on the field. He, he, he we kind of get excited, that, man. Right? You know, it's hey, fun. You know we <laughs> I know how big the touchdown going into the half was. But was I, want, I want to talk about the defense that made that really mm. possible with two defensive tackles making those red zone stops. Yeah. First, Aaron chasing Charbonnet oh. to the sideline. And then Kobe forcing that intentional grounding to kind of keep that a long field goal rather than a potential two touchdown lead. It was huge, JB. And and you mentioned it. I mean, to put him in basically a known pass on third down, they try to run a perimeter play. Aaron basically plays, you know, inside the guard and then redirects. I thought that was a huge credit to Byron Young setting the edge. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see um, Quentin Lake is coming from inside out as well. So the pursuit, then Aaron's athleticism to be able to finish that play. And then just had a little inside twist on the third down. I thought our coverage was really good. We matched up all the routes really well. Gino's got to basically throw it away and ends up being an intentional grounding and you you know lose the down and move them back. And so um, that two-play sequence was really big to just keep it to a 13 to nothing game. And then offensively, thought Matthew made a bunch of big plays on that drive and then obviously capped off by an outstanding connection by a he and Puka. Mm -hmm. Strong finish uh, you know, in the red area. And that was big for the momentum of the team just going into the half in spite of how you know, how many different things we had to fight through to make it a six-point game. That was big, and I think the guys believed that and felt like, all right, hey, you know, now here we go. You know, that's we were on the headset saying, like, this team needs a spark. We thought Rushies had it. Could have been a pick six if he catches that, right? That's He walks in. And then Aaron does what Aaron does. You know what I mean? If you want to know what a Hall of Famer does, that's what he does. One big hit changes the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, he just takes it over when you need – you need to have that. Closers close yeah. and, you know, finishers finish or however you want to look at it. But, you know, there's those opportunities to really be able to identify and recognize those moments where the game is uh, potentially where you can just pivot it in your favor. And he's he's always been a catalyst for our team since I've been here uh, to be able to recognize and identify those. And then I think what happens is you create that positive momentum and then offensively they're playing off of one another. And, and I thought you saw that reflected particularly in the fourth quarter. What did it mean to have Ernest Jones back in the middle of your defense? It was huge. I think just his overall energy. I mean, he's one of these guys that just has a magnetism about himself that people get excited. He's got to play energy. I mean, the guy loves playing football um, and he's feeling good, you know, giving him an opportunity to really be able to have a couple weeks. We missed him against Green Bay, but I thought that enabled him to be able to have a couple weeks to really get himself right, feel good. Um, I thought that was reflected in the way that he played, but his play energy, his production, his communication, all of those things. Um, it was a big boost for our football team, without a doubt. Uh, we say this every week, man. You got a tough quarterback, man. He's <laughs> tough. Matthew Stafford is unbelievable. And this is his first start back after the injury, so it's theoretically can only get better from here. But to have him out there making the plays he made coming off the injury, I thought was awesome. Yeah, no question. And, and I think, you know, you mentioned it. After he took the shot – um, you know, and you're down 16 to seven. That was when he played his best football. And you know, that's what the great ones do. You know, they find a way. And in spite of everything that's occurred before, whether, you know, 
I can do a better job, whether we can do a better job, whether there's some things that we can all learn from coaches and players alike, you know, hey, how do we stay in the moment? And then how do we just capitalize on these opportunities and be totally and completely present? He made throw after throw. I mean, the one long completion that he had, the Puka uh, off the play action where he knifes it over the top of their weak side hook player. And you can see, you know, they've got a secondary guy kind of driving on it. I mean, that was an unbelievable throw and catch. I thought he made a bunch of big time plays, managed the offense and, and got us in a chance to, you know, to be able to score, uh, you know, two big, big conversions that, that we had to have to be able to take the lead. Any chance that play you referenced where we got cut in half was inspired by Lincoln Riley and, and Caleb at the Coliseum a couple it was, weeks ago? Yes, uh, it looked a little different than when they ran that against <laughs> Washington. I'm watching that and, you know, you credit, you know, Bobby Wagner did a good job of, of yeah. forcing him to not be able to sell that quite as much. You know, Tariq Woolen made a, made a heck of a play, but yes, we, the, the, we, we had stolen that from those guys and put our own little spin on it. It definitely didn't work as good as theirs did, so... Yeah, uh, that was a stupid idea. No, buddy. when you watch that and see a guy, take oh a man, shot, it looked a lot better this? in practice, guys. <laughs> wow, but I mean, the no, team he's... almost bisected him, and he got up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah. like a good fighter. You know, you take yeah. that good gut punch, and you just pop up, and you say, "All right, let's go ahead and finish this fight." Yeah, Michael yeah. Myers with an arm. You just can't kill the guy. Yeah. Why didn't he give Bobby that spin move that he gave Boye Mafe earlier know, that in the game? That was a heck of a play. I mean, Matthew's mobility was, <laughs> yeah. was subtly really important. It was. The Higby, too, in the fourth quarter. I thought those were big plays, you know, and really he made a lot of his best plays, you know, when we were on the move, um, you know, being able to activate some of those early down passing game, different concepts, you know, whether it's your boots, some of your play actions. But, no, he, he, had, uh, he did a really good job, and th those were – key and critical plays. Did we ask about Cup yet? I forgot. Did we ask about Cooper? How's well, obviously, Cooper? you weren't listening. Did, did we? We did. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> thinking about Aaron. No, 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 did you're we, good. You know, I, I don't know. Did we talk about it yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> we yeah. talked about it off the air. Oh, okay. How's <laughs> For the benefit of our audience. How's he Go doing? Ahead. Is he good? Yes. He's, he's doing good. You okay. know, um, it was, uh, you know, it was a great block that he made to be able to spring a big Royce yeah. Freeman run. Um, unfortunately, he gets rolled up on and, and he wanted to try to come back in and play. Um, you know, just felt like a, you know, it, it came out as he's got a lateral ankle sprain. And, uh, and I think that was positive information. He'll be day to day as his injury status, but you know, he, there's nobody that's more motivated to come back. Um, he has shown that he can really overcome, you mm -hmm. know, some different setbacks that we've had this year, but this guy is steady. Um, he's a special person, special player. And then I was uh, really happy to see the way that Austin Trammell stepped up and, and did a really nice job in his absence. Where'd this guy come from? Yeah. How about the way that whole room pops? Because that could be yeah. really deflating for a position yeah. group, for an offense. But Coach Yarbs had Trammell ready. You know, Demarcus Robinson mm -hmm. played some big downs for you. He did. Yeah, I, I think Eric Yarber does a great job. And and that that whole room, you know, everybody got in on the action. Benny Sko made a couple yep. big plays. He had some really big production, you know, as a blocker. Um, you can see even on uh, Daryl Henderson's touchdown run, he's making a big block at the point of attack, being able to chop Julian Love down. Um, so, you know, Benny Sko was 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 another contributor. Austin Trammell comes in there, you know, Tutu and, and Puka, you know, both, you know, Puka did a great job in some crunch time moments. And it was awesome to be able to see D-Rob make that big catch off of the play action. And I thought he did some really good stuff, uh, not exclusive to that also. Yeah, and outside of the, the play we talked about where Matthew got hit, I thought protection was pretty darn good outside of the first series. That's exactly yeah. right. And that's exactly what I said. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought we did a really good job mm. of holding up. 
Um, I thought outside of the second and third plays mm-hmm. offensively, I thought those guys did did really well, and I thought they gave us an opportunity. And that's where I think we've got to be more, um, you know, consistent uh, with our overall execution, uh, whether that be getting guys in the right spots, the way we want to distribute the field, the way that we're getting through different things, the way that we're making the plays or catching the football, um, working edges on people. But I did think our guys up front gave us a chance and. That'll be a big point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. We've got to do a better job on uh, collectively, you know, as a whole, coaches and players, you know, just the overall execution, uh, you know, specifically in the drop back. Area. I didn't ask that twice, right? No, no you're good. Just making sure. Okay, good. Other right. than Cooper, anyone else on the injury report this week that we're looking for? You know, there's hey, there, there's a couple guys with their typical bumps and bruises, Puka and, and Coleman Sheldon, but I think they should be good to go. Benny Sko, um, you know, got a little hip pointer, uh, playing tough. You know, Quentin Lake had his hamstring a little bit, you know, came in with some soreness. We'll see how he's feeling on that. You know, we'll kind of just take it day to day, and then hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Kobe Durant back from his stinger. Kobe and maybe Kyron Williams, too, had the huge second half the last time we saw him, which yep. happened to be against the Cardinals it did you know so we're looking forward to getting him back I know he's excited he's put a lot of work in um and so getting him back will add a big boost to our offense and uh and that'll be uh be great for him oh yeah I see your Royce Freeman by the way we see you how about yeah, carrying Bobby yeah. Wagner yeah. to pick up those yeah. couple extra yards and keep that drive alive huge that was- yeah. yeah I mean on that third down and two to do that to really be able to keep the clock moving mm-hmm. you know because if you have to kick the field goal at that point you know that's gonna that's gonna change a, you know a big part of how you can operate and how the latter part of the game is played but instead you're able to churn off a lot you know and then Puka ends up getting a first down on the jet sweep that he had would love to have punched that in with the touchdown you know mm-hmm. I got asked about that after the game you know the most important thing was hey once we got down inside the 10 it's like all right if we score a touchdown they've got to go score a touchdown down. But if we kick a field goal, a field goal for them wins it because mm-hmm. you're only going up one point. Um, and so we were really trying to do the best we could of kind of accommodating both. Keep the clock moving while also giving ourselves the best chance to score. Once we got it to uh, second and seven on the seven, felt like that isolation underneath cut um, out of the empty formation to Puka was going to be the best chance. I think that's a play that our guys will be able to make more times than not. It didn't go down the way we wanted. And then we felt like we had a chance, you know, on the screen that we called on third down Mm -hmm. to maybe be able to punch it in. The benefit of that was at least it keeps, you know, it's a, it's, you're keeping the ball in play. You're forcing them to use all of their timeouts. And then, you know, they've got to operate with a little bit more urgency in their two minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and right when they get into that kind of fringe area for Myers, you know, they end up, you know, missing a field goal that, you know, he's a great kicker, but that's, that's a tough. I don't care who you are. That was, Absolutely. That was yeah. a fascinating dynamic. We were discussing mm-hmm. it too. Like is Seattle at the point where they almost have to concede a touchdown to maybe get the football back with a right. chance to answer. I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're saying, Hey, they, their guy hit a 61 yarder in this building against us a few years back. Totally. He's got range across midfield yeah because i i think the way that they're playing that out you know because you know if you get the stop then you're just still playing for a field goal mm-hmm. um, but if you give that up with a touchdown you know i think it's one thing if you're saying all right it's first and goal inside the one mm-hmm. you know where now you're now we're at the position of maybe we're running off time you know and being able to say okay we there was a little bit different timetable left in terms mm-hmm. of you know being able to wind it all the way down where you can make the last play a kick um, but it wasn't that it was a little bit different. And so I think they were doing everything in their power to get a stop, just like we were trying to smartly do everything in our power to score a touchdown. Absolutely. You know, I've never been told that. Let them score ever. That'd be a terrible situation. Situations come up every now and then, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's in one of those deals where it, where it would come up is if you say, okay, they're going to be able to percentage-wise run the game all the way down to where the last play a is a yep. field goal and you'll never even get a shot. Right, and right. so, it, but it's it's few and far between, but it does come up ever so often. It happens. This is this is football. Strange things happen in football, right? Yeah, no like, doubt. Like a victory like that. Unbelievable pulling that out. That's, yeah. Yeah. It was great. And our, and our guys... Our guys found a way, and yeah. and I think that's uh, a big deal for you know a lot of our players, but especially the guys that are just getting a chance to be able to learn. I think you learn how to win games, and you learn how to find different ways to win games. It doesn't have to be reflected one way. I think the good teams find different ways to be able to win and play off of one another. And, and yesterday, like I mentioned, I thought the defense kept us in the fight, um, and then the offense made their plays when they had to. Um, and ultimately, I thought special teams was a positive contributor, you know, as well. No doubt. Contributor. Uh, our first chat since bringing in Carson Wentz. And I'm curious, how close was he to entering that game? Like, did you get there in your own kind of conversations? But then also bigger picture, teaching him your offense versus his unique skill set and crafting something for him. Should that be necessary the rest of the season? How do you strike that? Yeah, right I think um, he's done a really good job. It's been nice to be around him. He's really smart, very conscientious. Obviously, you know, the first thing that stands out is just what a big physical imposing presence that he is. The overall athleticism, the ability to push the ball down the field. Um, I thought he did a great job last week in practice. Even the first day of preparation, he, you know, Matthew wasn't, um, you know, fully practicing, so he took a lot of our team reps and did an incredible job. And I think that's a credit to him and also Zach Robinson for getting him up to speed as quickly as possible. But this is a guy that's played football at a really high level. Uh, he's been exposed to a bunch of different terminology vernacular you know but there's always still some similar things that you're doing it's just in the difference in the details or, or the overall verbiage but um the way that his skill set would be utilized if he did have to play um you know you'd see some similarities but there's also some unique things that uh maybe we would be able to do for him um you know to accentuate his skill set no mm -hmm. different than what you do for you know our guy and matthew and um, figuring out that balance, but you still want to try to be able to make sure that you're not making it, you know, two totally different things for the other 10 guys around him. That's the thing that jumped out. He's an absolute unit. He's he is. Huge. He's a unit. That's My right. God. I mean, we've seen him on the other side, but seeing him close when you're standing there, I'm like, this dude is huge. He's a unit. He's a unit. He's an absolute unit. You like that. See? I do like Lettuce that. Lettuce and unit. Yeah. <laughs> One other uh, NFL wide question before I get to the Arizona Cardinals, and that is scoring has been trending down for a couple of years now in the National Football League. And there's a lot of thought and dialogue going in about why has it shifted back in the defense's favor? From your perspective, do you see anything that you think could contribute to league-wide scoring being curbed? I think it's hard to say. I, th I think you give credit. You know, th there's a lot of trends. You know, defenses are doing a, a really good job. But, um, you know, th there's nothing that just stands out in general, you know, because I think when you look at it, it's about executing. You know, if you're doing a great job of executing on one side, that means you're taking their ability to execute out on the other side. And so it's a give and take. Uh, I do think that it's a very cyclical league in mm -hmm. terms of uh, the schematic things, you know, but one thing that you do see is it's great players making great plays. I think you see, you know, some really special playmakers that can really change the math in a positive way with some of these elite rushers. Mm -hmm. And um, they're ultimately the erasers. You know, you have to, to play really good. You can have 
certain guys that can extend and do some unique things or you get the ball in a guy's hands and he's able to really create, um, you know, but offense typically does take the ability to have all the guys execute and you're very reliant on, uh, you know, your partner in crime, you know, next to you or, you know, the other 10 guys around you. If you're one of the 11th, you know, to be able to do your job, whereas sometimes defensively one guy can be able to wreck it, um, you know, but all in all, it's the greatest team sport that there is. Mm-hmm. I think coaches do a great job of being able to adjust and adapt. And, you know, you just look at the landscape of the league and it's it's always fascinating to see the things that are working um, on both sides of the football. And then how do you, you know, figure out how to, you know, stay up with those trends, uh, given your players, your personnel, and and then the, the best way to utilize those guys and then how you match up with the given opponent on a week-to-week basis. You know, I'm happy the defense is winning. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. We're back. Yeah. That's I good. Think it's the, don't you think it might be the tweener guys too? The safety corners? It seems to be more of those guys now. They're coming out of college. They're ready to play now. You can yeah, play I, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, but I you could make the same case for those Joker type of players yeah. that you know create all those problems. Whether it's you know the, the what Christian McCaffrey does or yeah. you know what made Kyle Pitts such an enticing. Mm-hmm prospect coming out of Florida you know there's a lot of guys that can put pressure on you in a variety of ways on both sides but yeah it, I don't think it's one all-encompassing thing I think if you pointed to each of the different units you know you could go into a deep dive into why that is mm-hmm. or why that isn't um you know successful or positionless, not positionless right is that the new word positionless, positionless football, players yeah, yeah. basketball yeah. too but yeah, that's another go. conversation yeah. Uh, Arizona in the first meeting, if I recall, was giving you some looks in the first half that you were trying to solve for in real time. And then it felt like after halftime, you just kind of ran through whatever it was that they were giving you. What do you expect in a rematch going to their place next? I think Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rallis do a great job of, of being able to mix it up. You know, we'll look forward to seeing, you know, some of the things that they've done since we played them. Um, but I have tremendous respect for the amount of different things that they can present. Um, and then you've ultimately got to be able to have answers. But our, our guys did a really good job of just being able to kind of fight through um, some early problems, um, work through some solutions, and then ultimately you know execute really well, particularly in the second half. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And you know, I, I know they have some you know guys back. You know, Buda Baker's presence will certainly be felt. I'm sure. Um, once we really dive into the tape, he's a guy that uh, you know has always been a baller, and they've got a lot of guys that that are playing at a, a really high rate. And you know, and then obviously on the other side, getting Kyler Murray back, and you look at the spark that he's brought to them, not only against Atlanta, but you know, giving them a chance against a really good Houston team yesterday. And um, it's going to be a great challenge for us. He should have to dribble when he scrambles. It ain't fair. <laughs> I like I that. Can hold the ball for twelve seconds. Uh, plans for Turkey Day? You ready? Yeah, you all set. No, you ask Veronica. <laughs> you know, we're looking forward to getting ready yeah. for these guys, and yeah. then uh, it's always a special opportunity to be yeah. able to get some family time. Um, appreciate, you know, all the different things. You know, God, we have so many blessings, and mm. uh, you know, but but to be able to do it with a group that you really care about, you know, it's it's football and Thanksgiving kind of always go hand in hand always. for for me. Uh, you know, whether it was in high school, in college, uh, you know, or now, and so it's always a fun day, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. We'll, you know, we'll get the guys out of here early. Let's get you know, But make yep. sure we get our preparation. You know, the Rams haven't played on Thanksgiving since 75. It's I did not know that. drought wow. in the National Football League. So it's a question of like, how closely do you want those two to be hand in hand? Do you ever want to play an NFL I, game on Thanksgiving? I've done it. You, you know, I, I was a part of it. You know, when I was in Washington, we played Dallas on Thanksgiving and uh, in 2012. And, uh, and you know, that was a uh, pretty fun day. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we ended up, uh, you know, having a, a good outing. Um, but... I don't mind watching the games and, uh, 
you know, I know Matthew liked playing. You know, you talked to Matthew with all his experience yeah. from Detroit, and he enjoyed playing that early kickoff and then being able to watch the games and be with his family for the rest of the day. But I haven't had enough experiences to say otherwise, but I'm not complaining about not playing on Thanksgiving. That might be cool, man, playing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah awesome. right. You just yeah. want to enjoy your meal. and you, well, you don't go play, be... but you play, you win, you go eat. That's fun. That sounds good. Yeah. I think one yeah. Thursday turn per season is enough yeah. well, <laughs> in terms of the short, the short week. Right. I hear you. Uh, good to see you, Sean. Yes, Congratulations you on the fourth Thank win. You. Go out and get Appreciate another him. against the Cardinals. For DeMarco unit. Farr, he is a I'm unit. J.B. Long. <laughs> a couple of units over here. <laughs> this right. is the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. Wishing you and yours a healthy, safe, enjoyable Thanksgiving week.